he will not rebuke you for asking. Problem solved. Like, John, why didn't you just start with that? If we want to know God's wisdom, we want him to tell us what to do with our lives. James says, we just have to ask. But then you do that, right? You do that, great, did that, but you don't hear anything. So maybe there's more. There is. What about unicorns? Welcome to episode 92. So what about rainbows? I love rainbows. So what about oh, I'm wearing a rainbow. Unicorns and it rainbows. It says choose joy. Oh, excellent. You can put them on the screen right here. Yes, you love it when I do things like that. On behalf of Cross Creek Community Church. Yes. Monica, Aaron. If you're listening on the podcast, we're so glad you decided to tune in. It's a great way to take in this content. You can do it in your car, on a walk, riding your bike. Sure. When else do people, oh, washing the dishes? Yep, washing your laundry, sweeping the floor. Sure, or you can watch on YouTube if you like to sit with your computer or cast it onto your TV. Or watch your phony. Or your phony phone. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching or listening. We appreciate it. You can always subscribe and then you'll be notified when new episodes come out. And we've been doing this for 92 weeks, which is quite Mm. crazy to think about. The early 90s are great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you're here in our basement, so we welcome you. Uh, Cross Creek Community Church is a church in Salem, and we are for Salem, mm-hmm. inviting our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. That's right. And we do that together on the second and fourth Sundays. Which is interesting. My watch doesn't actually say anything about that. But But this is the fourth Sunday coming up. Yes. So we will be having... A gathering. A gathering. A get-together. Yes, on the 23rd. Yes. If you don't know your dates, January 23rd. Right. If you're watching this in the future, it already happened. Wow. In the future? Yes. Uh, And also, we have two gatherings usually in February. Yes. But do you know know what happens in February? Uh, We fall back. No. We get cheesecake? Sure. You can have cheesecake at your Super Super Bowl party. Oh, right, right, right. Super Bowl. Which is on February 13th. So we will not be having a gathering on the 2nd. Sunday in February. Okay. Hear this all, one and all, because it's Super Bowl and traditionally Cross Creek has a long held tradition since the beginning of Cross Creek, which is four years of not having church in person on Super Bowl because we want you to be for your neighbor and yes. for your family and for your friends. And we don't want to pull you away from that um, so that you can be at church because we'll do that later. So yeah. enjoy this event. If you don't care about football, oh well. Um, but we'll be back the fourth weekend of February, Sunday in February. Also, can you plug your ears for a second? Mm-hmm. Your muffs. Guys, so... Fe- this isn't a plug for Valentine's Day. No, we got to pass February, it off to John because we're we do, out of time. We do, but February 14th is Valentine's Day. And I know you're going to be distracted, guys, guys, by the Super Bowl. But then the next day is Valentine's Day, so... Is it just guys that shop for Valentine's? No, but it's guys that forget. And they're like, whoa, whoa oh, today's Valentine's Day. You might have a point there. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Anybody can celebrate Valentine's. Oh, of course. But some of you may be more likely to forget it. But that's not what this is about. No, this is about part three of So What About. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. And how do you know? Mm, How do you know if it's God's voice? So this was a really great question submitted by 
a few of you mm. via email, which mm -hmm. we'd appreciate. Mm -hmm. We won't say who you are, but we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And you guys can send in your questions if you still have them using the form on the website. There's a link in the show notes, podcasters. Great. Or you can just email info at yourcrosscreek.com. Gosh, we've used up all of our announcements. We have. What's up, podcasters? We'll see you right after this. So if there is a God, wouldn't it be great to be able to ask him questions and then actually get answers from him? Like, at least if he were real, we would like him to, to show us somehow, right? And others of us, we, we want to know God. We, we want him to direct our lives. Like, uh, what school should we go to? Or what, what school should our kids go to? Or who should I marry? Or even if I should get married? Or what job should I have? Or, or what church should I go to? Wouldn't it be great to just have answers to that? Wouldn't it be awesome just to have, like, to hear God's clear voice? In fact, it's what humans really have always wanted. Some clear voice to tell them what to do. Trying to, to get answers from uh, the seers, or the casting of the bones, or <laughs> Ouija boards, or palm reading, card readings, or even, even the magic eight ball. Because often God seems so quiet. In fact, that's a common reason why people give up on believing in God. Because if you think about it, if he's real, wouldn't he at least say something to us? Like here's how the question was worded from an email we got from three of our friends. They asked, how do you know when God is talking to you? Is it just your instincts? I think that's a really good question. And so we're going to talk about that because it's, it's a big question. And often when we ask a question like that, we get simple answers. Like, uh, how do I know God's talking to me? Well, is it in the Bible or do other people confirm it? And that's helpful. But it's kind of, you know, just an easy answer. Or we could get a very complicated answer, maybe a confusing answer that has to do something about prophecy and, and stuff like that. And so instead of any of those, I want to give a foundation for us to know when and if God is talking to us. And so we, we created a framework in our last two episodes. And so let's start with that framework. So first, Jesus proved God is real. Jesus proved God loves us. So since God loves us, how can we know when he is talking to us? And so we're going to look at what Jesus said. And here's what we'll find. The key to hearing God is knowing God. In our last episode, we talked about knowing God. And so now it's time we can actually put that into practice. So we're going to look at a passage where Jesus is basically trying to explain to people who he really is. And he says something really cool about hearing God his voice. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. God loves the image of, of shepherd and sheep. He uses it through, throughout the biblical writings. And there's actually a lot in this passage that we could talk about. And so we're really just going to scratch the surface and look at, at the main point here. See, a shepherd knows his sheep. A shepherd would, would live with them day in and day out because they are his sheep. They're his sheep. He knows them. He cares for them. He protects them. And he leads them and they follow him. And here's where we, what we get from that. Since God loves us, 
He knows us and wants us to know him. Meaning he's, he's not distant and disinterested. He is engaged. He is active in our lives and he cares for us. And Jesus goes on. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Because the shepherd knows and cares for the sheep, when they hear his voice, they recognize him because they know him. It reminds me of when I used to play football in high school and my, my dad did like the, the chains on the, on the sideline to see first down and stuff just so he could not have to probably have to sit in the stands and talk to the other parents. But when I'd get the ball and, and run it down the sideline, I could hear him going, Go, John! And he didn't have to say, Hey, this is me, Dad, cheering you on. I knew his voice because I knew him. I even noticed this this last weekend at, at my son's basketball games. I didn't have to say, Hey, Danny, good job. I just had to say, Good job. Or, Hey, go get your man. And he would go because he recognized my voice. I didn't have to say, Hey, your dad is talking to you right now. Daniel Silva, go get your guy that you're supposed to get. They knew my voice and they just kind of like reacted. We are those annoying parents on the sidelines yelling at our kids during a game. That's just, it's who we are. But think about it. When you recognize someone's voice, right? You can't see them. Maybe you call them on the phone and don't text them, but you call them and you hear their voice. You have, a, you have the, the feelings or the subconscious thoughts of, of who they are, right? Like when you really know their voice and you hear them like call your name, you know them, you can hear them in their voice. Their voice carries their personality for you. And when we know God, we begin to distinguish his voice because knowing God lets us recognize his voice. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. See, they know his voice. They know it is him. The sheep know it's their shepherd leading them. They know which is the right path to take because they know the voice that is telling them to go that way and they trust that voice. So when we recognize God's voice, we learn what's important to him. We learn what he cares about. We learn what his priorities are. In fact, we learn to recognize, hey, this that I'm hearing right now, this sounds like Jesus. You recognize what sounds like him. See, recognizing God's voice lets us know what is from God. So it's like in this plan, is, is, is this plan, is this idea from God? Well, does it sound like him? Is it something he would be leading someone to do? Here's, here's kind of how, how Paul, the Apostle Paul put it. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, when we allow him, God transforms our minds and our hearts to be closer to his, to be able to recognize him. It changes our heart to be more like his. And what is his heart love not some sentimentality but a a sacrifice ourselves for others type of love sacrifice ourselves especially for our enemies 
type of love. And Paul says, don't, don't copy the world, meaning that whole eye for an eye thing. You hurt me, so I hurt you. Or only love those on your side and then look for a chance to, to own the others on the other side. No, see, when we choose love, when we choose love consistently, when we consistently choose to live the Jesus way, we become more and more transformed. And our thinking is transformed. And we begin to recognize his voice more and more. We start thinking like him. See, if we want to hear from God, we have to learn his heart. And his priority in his heart is people and relationships. See, what he cares about most is how we love others. And when we get that, it changes our perspective. And recognizing God's voice allows us to ask better questions. See, when we understand his heart and his priorities and we recognize his voice, instead of asking, God, what, what job would give me the best life, meaning what would give me the most money, we can ask, God, what job would allow me to use my life best? See, the question, what gives more money, changes into what allows me to give more love. Maybe we don't have a choice in what job we have. We're kind of stuck. We got to support the family, that type of thing. Instead of asking, God, why won't you change this circumstance? I want something better. We can ask, God, how can I show love where I am right now? See, it changes our questions when we understand God's priorities. When we know his heart, we learn that what we do isn't as important as how and why we do it. I remember when I used to be a, a middle school teacher, <clears throat> and I, I felt like it was it was time to maybe do a, a church job. And we, we had a job offer, and it was either, you know, stay a teacher or become a youth pastor at the time. And I remember God saying, look, it doesn't matter which one you do. One will be nice and easy, and you can serve me here, and one will be harder and, and, and dangerous and, and more scary, but it'll be worth it. But either way, is fine because you can love people wherever you are. See, it doesn't matter what we do, it's why and how we do it. And not only does recognizing his voice let us know what is him, but also helps us to, to distinguish what is not him. Let's talk about the sheep one more time. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. See, the sheep know the shepherd's voice so well that when someone else tries to tell them what to do, someone else tries to tell them where to go, they won't follow the stranger because it's not their shepherd. They know not to go in that direction because that's not their shepherd's voice. See, recognizing God's voice lets us know what is not from God. So if we know God's voice, if we know his personality, we know what answers and thoughts are not from him. I remember when um, my wife Liz was pregnant with our first kid and I was always so worried that something would happen to the baby or something would happen to Liz. And it was like a big worry. And I remember going to an auto parts store with my dad. I wish everybody had a dad like him. And I, I kind of told him like, man, I'm just scared something's gonna happen to either her or the baby. And in his very wise way that he says things, he's like, well, who does that sound like to you? It doesn't sound like Jesus to me because that's not Jesus. Jesus doesn't give us that fear and that worry. When we, when we feel like somebody's telling us, oh, you're just horrible, you messed up, you screwed up, you're just horrible, you know, God's mad at you, you can't be forgiven. Well, we know that for those who are in Jesus, 
Paul says there's no condemnation. So that condemnation, is that Jesus's voice or someone else's voice? In fact, check out what John said in 1 John 3.20 about those guilty feelings we have that we can't even understand. It says that Jesus is greater than our feelings and he knows the truth about us. He's not condemning us. In fact, he's saying, no, no, you're mine, you're good. Or we could ask, hey, what choice allows the fruits of the Spirit to be displayed? When we actually know what is and isn't God, we can say, okay, well, does this choice bring out love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all that? Or does it not? We can learn to tell what it is Him and what is not from Him. And you might be saying, okay, great. Like, the question was, how do we know when He's talking? Like, how do we recognize his voice. You've been telling us how good it is to recognize his voice, but actually, how do we start? That's a good question. Here's what Jesus' brother James says about that. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Problem solved. Like, John, why didn't you just start with that? If we want to know God's wisdom, we want him to tell us what to do with our lives. James says, we just have to ask. But then you do that, right? You do that, great, did that, but you don't hear anything. So maybe there's more. There is. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Other translations say, uh, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. What? I hear you. John, you said like last week and the week before that doubt is good, that God welcomed it. And then James says we, we shouldn't have doubt. Well, you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy looking? There's no need for insults. Here's what James is saying. When we ask God for wisdom, when we ask God what to do, our trust has to be in him. Meaning, if we want to recognize God's voice, he has to be our shepherd. Our trust has to be in him alone. It can't be wavering between him and, and other things. See, if we want to hear from him, we have to be willing to listen to only him. Jesus said that his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. See, when we ask, we need to be willing to follow his lead. Because if we're not willing to actually follow when we hear, we really are only going to hear what we want to hear. We won't actually hear from him. We'll just hear what sounds good and say, oh, God told me this. See, he says the sheep listen to, the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. So the questions we really need to ask if we want to hear from God is, Am I really willing to listen? And then, once I hear it, am I really willing to follow, even if I don't like the answer? So the doubt that James was talking about is more of a wavering, like I said, between God and other things. We, we ask God a question, like, what should I do? But we think, well, you know, maybe God cares. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe not. I'll, I'll ask, but, but who knows? Eventually, I'll just do what I want to do anyway. And so deep down we say, you know, if I, if I like what I hear, maybe I'll listen. Maybe I'll follow. But if we want God to be our shepherd, we need to choose him and only him 
and then stick with our choice. If we choose to allow him to be our shepherd, we will trust him to answer us. And then we'll trust him to follow when he does answer us. So if we want to hear from God, we have to trust him enough to wait on him to answer in his perfect timing. When God is our shepherd, we listen for his voice and his direction. And we don't move until we hear it. But when we do hear it, we have to be willing to actually move in the direction that he's leading us. So we have to have patience. I remember us, Liz and I, when we first got married, saying, well, do we, do we move on from where we are now and, and go get you know, a ministry job? And I was saying, you know, one of us was saying, well, it's, it's time to, we just need to go move churches or whatever. I was like, no, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. And then I remember um, our first ministry job and it was feeling like it was time to move on. But, and it was, it was, I'll tell you something, it was hard, but we were saying, it's not time. We haven't heard from God. He hasn't told us to do anything else. We need to stay where we are. And then another time when, when COVID first hit and things got shut down and we were saying, you know, there's, there's gotta be something different with church. And we had some angry people with us, but we said, no, we are going to wait until we hear from God. We're going to wait until he gives us direction to move. And we came up with, with what we're doing for now. And we were willing to move once we heard that. See, to hear from God, we have to trust that God will answer and be willing to follow when he does. So to summarize, if we want to hear from God, we have to learn to recognize his voice. And we learn to recognize his voice when we allow him to be our shepherd. And so my question to you watching and listening first is, is he your shepherd? Have you actually at some point in your life said, Jesus, I want you to lead me. I want to hear from you and only you. And then I want to follow wherever that is. Have you ever told him, Jesus, I want you to be my shepherd. Maybe now is the time to do that. And then learn his voice and follow it. So if he is your shepherd, then learn to recognize his voice. So I have six, I know that's a lot. You might need to pause and take notes. I have six pieces of advice to recognize God's voice. First, allow him to lead you. Be willing to follow wherever he leads. Allow him to lead you. Allow him to transform your heart. How? Prayer, reading the scripture, listening to messages like this. Allow him to transform your heart. Second, do what James says. Ask for wisdom. God, I don't know where to go. Please give me wisdom. I don't know what choice to make. Please give me wisdom. Make Help today be a day of wise choices. Show me your wisdom. Third, once you ask, trust that he will answer. Trust that if you ask him a question, he says he will answer. Might not be in your timing, but trust that he will answer. And then number four, what I call the quattro, ask different questions. Allow yourself to ask different questions. So now that you know God's heart and his priorities, ask the different questions. Instead of what will, what will make me more money, you can ask what will show Jesus's love the most? What school should I go to? Well, where can you show Jesus's love the most? Five, distinguish what is not him. Does, does what you're hearing or, or what you're leaning towards, does that sound like Jesus or does it not? And then finally, when you do hear, move, actually move, and then trust him 
with the outcome. It might not always make sense, but trust him with the outcome because you can trust that he's the one who told you what to do. And so to do this, to help us kind of follow these six things, I've got a, a, a smidgen of homework. This week, three times this week, not a lot. Read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. See, it's about knowing his heart, and then he'll show you your path. And then ask, after you read that, ask, help me learn to recognize your voice and choose to follow it. See, the thing is, God didn't give us a guidebook to know the answer to every decision we have to make in life. And he, he didn't give us a roadmap for life, and he didn't give us you know, basic instructions before leaving earth. He's so much better than that. He's so much deeper than that. He's so much more caring than that. He takes each of us as individuals and guides and shepherds each of us individually. See, God chose relationship over just a list of directions. And a relationship with him comes before any directions from him. So learning to recognize God's voice is a process of growing in a relationship with God. The six steps or pieces of advice there at the tail end, you maybe weren't taking notes like John suggested and it did, it does, they are in the show notes. So download the printable. You might want it to tuck in your book or your Bible or put on your mirror wherever you put things, fridge, something to think about as you're trying to discern, is this God's voice or not? You can also tattoo them on your arm. You could. If well, you're really make it, committed. Print it out and make it a, um, yeah. a tattoo. That'd be super cool. I don't know how to do that, but yeah. I'm sure it's on Pinterest. Reading Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 this week a few times, which is Excellent. funny because that's... That's kind of my year verse thing. Yeah, you're into it right now. So mm -hmm. it's perfect for you. Super into it. So you might want to check out the wallpaper cell phone wallpaper with that on it. Okay. Also a download in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that, John. Thank you to those of you that submitted that question. Mm -hmm. John will be tackling a new question next week. Well, I don't have to tell you what it is. It's a surprise. Uh, but we're still going with a series. We have another we have another part coming. Yeah. Um, but we just have a couple things. We already talked about gatherings. Uh -huh. So check. If you want updates on gatherings, you can text party to 94,000. Yes. Right. And if you want uh, prompts to pray because that is our January challenge. Yes. You can text for Salem, one word, to 94,000. Good. And if you want to know when the episodes drop, you can also text TF Salem together for Salem. Oh, or I just got a notification when I just texted 94,000. Yeah, you have to join. A, you have to join a list. Yeah, okay. So you have to tell it what list you want. Okay. So TF Salem is for messages. So if you want reminders about these, if you don't like. To slam that notification bell, you can text us TF Salem. Great. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. So we're not going to see you in person till the end of February, but you can also come, always come this weekend. And yes. we're always online. Send us an email. Yep. Welcome for them. We'll send you a free gift. Send us a DM, a private message. Join a connect group. All the things. Sure. Yeah. But have a great, great day, evening. Morning. Morning. Night. Midday. Oh, and you know, you know what's next. Oh, these questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just...
The thing is, I'm trying to like have you. We just have to ask. <laughs> Read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And if you're using an actual physical Bible, open it up to the middle and then go, well, for me, go to the left a little bit. Never mind. Read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Is that camera on? Yep, I just checked. <laughs> Extreme! <laughs> Very good sit. What a pretty sit. Shake? Oh, what a nice shake. <laughs>